0: Hello and welcome to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. This week I have a very special guest on the show, it's Kelly. For long-time listeners, she needs no introduction for the newer listeners out there. Kelly was once the co-host of this show and she's a long-time dear friend of mine. I've had lots of listeners asking how she's been and I thought it was time to have her back on the show for a bit of a catch-up. How are you, Kel? Well, Carls, I'm a bit flustered
1: by the the shenanigans of me trying to get set up to record this podcast today, because as you know, and listeners won't, is that I went to set up my, my, just my normal podcasting setup, which obviously I haven't used for a fair while since we stopped recording together, and my microphone... The, bu- the on-off button was all pushed in. I have no idea how that happened, so it wouldn't work. So I placed it with the exact same microphone, which I just happened to have in the cupboard. And then I went to get my headphones and discovered that we had absolutely no headphones in the house that weren't wireless and could then plug into the microphone. So then I tried to collect my wireless headphones to my computer. That wouldn't happen. So now I'm talking to you over my phone and recording over the phone, and I'm so sorry to listeners if it's not the quality that you're expecting from me. Um, also, I was Zooming Carly and it just randomly went into safe driving mode on me. So.
0: <laughs> so is <laughs> like, on the other end going like, no, I don't want to be in safe driving mode. Like she has <laughs> lost the plot, guys. This is, she's been out of the podcasting game way too long.
1: It, way too long. So anyway, so Carl, thank you so much for having me on. It's so nice to be back on the airwaves chatting with you. Um, as for your original question, how am I? I will say I am okay, not awesome, not terrible, just trucking through each day, um, focusing on the kids, focusing on my work, getting a lot of joy out of those things and, um, and two and a half years out from losing it, I would say that is possibly as good as it gets. And I'm okay with that. But yes, very, very happy to be here recording here with you today. And how are
0: you? Oh, look, I'm okay. This month has been particularly hard. Like we've all been a little bit unwell and we got stuck over the border after the last closure. We had to wait in line for seven hours for a COVID test and we had Harriet in the car and the poor kid had been in the car the whole weekend already and we've been down a lot of childcare and we're just a bit kind of overworked and, you know, when we're not working, we can't go anywhere. So it's just kind of Groundhog Day. And, like, everything leading up to that was quite lovely though. And you know, yeah, I've got a new, good. yeah, it's really good. Like I've got a new client that I'm loving working for. She's just fantastic. And yeah, so it works really great, but everything else is just survival mode. It's just like, yeah, it's kind of boring.
1: Yeah, no, I know the feeling. Um, my brain is having conniptions, first of all, about waiting in line for seven hours <sighs> with Hattie and having a COVID test. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean about survival mode, obviously from the last couple of years, but also this this, I'm getting to the point right now where I've lost track of how many states are currently mm. in lockdown and I'm just resigning myself to the fact that at some stage we in Perth will also be heading back into lockdown um, and it's it's so demoralizing and depressing and I think everyone in Australia right now um, is finding out how exhausting it is because you're having to almost live in the moment and be grateful for what's good and just roll with what's not and while that's you know, a great way to come at life and everything. It's actually quite tiring. And I think everyone's finding out just how tiring that is. So um, anyway, that's a real bummer. And I, but I, <laughs> Carly, when she messaged me about doing this podcast, said, I just want to keep it light and breezy.
0: <laughs> as light and breezy as you can, because it's just everywhere. Like every it time you turn just on thrice. the news and like all the other podcasts are talking about it, let's just have a bit of a break from it today. Kel, what but- do you reckon?
1: I agree. So yes, let's um, kick off with recommendation of the week.
0: So I recommended this a couple of weeks ago and I've had a lot of people contact me and say that was the best recommendation (gasps) ever. Thank you. It (laughs) is this little Philips lint eater that I bought and it's like $15 on Amazon and I use it on literally everything. It just shaves the lint right off like all of your merino and your woolens and your scarves and your socks. It's so good. I just sit in front of the TV and I just like de-lint my socks. It's just, (laughs) it's lovely. And it's got this little compartment that you pull out and you can empty it like a little vacuum. It <laughs> is so satisfying. It's such yeah. a weird recommendation. No, nah, but-
1: I was just thinking about the whole time you're describing it. I'm like, that would be so satisfying and addictive. It and is like we- when you. See- oh, no, I wasn't say it's like when you start like clipping a hedge or something, <laughs> and you just intend to do a little bit, but then but next thing, two hours later, you're still there. I can imagine myself
0: delinting things for two hours. Definitely, we've done our whole couch as well. We had to put new batteries in it. <laughs>
1: So, what's your um, recommendation? Have you seen Ted Lasso? Oh, <gasps> is
0: right. it good?
1: Oh, Carly, like put down everything you're doing, put everything <laughs> aside for today. Get yourself an Apple TV account if you don't have one already. Like, I think you can get it for a month for free. So you oh, can I just think binge watch all the it. accounts
0: anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's it. All right. Well, if you don't have all the accounts, um, listeners just get Apple TV for the free month or whatever they give you or for even free two hours if they give you and just watch them all. Um, because so look it falls into a genre of show that we would call inspirational sporting movies, even though it's not a movie, it's it's a series. Um, and as everyone knows, like these inspirational sporting movies are always a little bit predictable. a little bit predictable, they're a little bit cheesy, but you know you love them anyway, because a happy ending and you know good messages and all of that. But Ted Lasso, and I can't even oversell it enough because everyone who has been said, who has said, no, people have talked this up way too much. I was so scared to watch it. Every single person who had it talked up to them went, no, it literally is the best thing I've ever seen. So it's just the most purest, perfect thing you will ever see, which is a big call, and for you as well, Carl, because you're not in sports or anything like that.
0: Definitely not in this. um, Not in the sport.
1: You will love it. It is what you get when you put together perfect writing with perfect casting and perfect um, acting. It's It should be lame. It should be over the top. It should be cheesy. It is just not. Um, I saw online something said the other day where it said, great screenwriting is a simple plot with com- but complex characters. Well, Ted Lasso is exactly that. It's got nothing to do with sport really. Um, it's everything to do with people and yet, yeah, honestly i just need you to watch it and then i need you to tell me i was right in saying <laughs> it's the most perfect thing you've ever seen on tv so anyway that's yeah if any anyone out there who has not seen ted Lasso, especially for lockdown if you're in lockdown just unashamedly binge it because also i think the next it's just one series at the moment but i think the next season is dropping on july 23rd so what are we july 20th or something it, perfect time. So yeah, there you go. That's my recommendation. It's the best recommendation I'll have ever made in the history of recommendations. And I've made <laughs> a lot of a lot of lame recommendations on this podcast. So Carl's random thing of the week.
0: Um, Before I jump into the random thing of the week, that is a perfect recommendation because I did the same thing that you did. Everyone was talking (laughs) about it and saying how great it was. And I was like, well, I'm not going to watch it because you guys think it's all good. So yeah, I'm exactly the same. Listeners out there, do you guys do that? Where if everyone else is watching a thing, you're like, well, I'm not going to watch that thing. And then you don't watch it to kind of spite yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's me to
1: a T. I'm the most contrary person in the world. So I, I'm with any <laughs> listeners out there who are like that. But, and I, but I, only, and I only went and watched it purely because it's something to do with sport. And I was like, well, you know, there's something Jade and I can watch together. Um, but yeah, I just from a, as a writer, I just spent the whole time going. This should be super cheesy and so lame. And it is not. What are they doing? How are they doing this? So yeah, yeah. Obviously, re- watching things on way too many levels than just enjoyment. But um you will love it as a writer
0: and as a, you know, an entertainment consumer. Perfection. Okay. So my random thing of the week is very, very random this week, but it's a good <laughs> one. And I think you're really gonna like it, Kel. So you know, all spice that you cook with. So that's not actually allspice. It's not all the spice. It's just a plant called allspice. So it's no different to cinnamon or nutmeg. I thought my whole life that it was like a blend of spices and it's not. It's just a single spice called allspice. And I love this random thing because foodies are all just like, well, yeah, obviously it's allspice. And non-foodies are like, what? My mind is blown. Is your mind blown? My mind is blown and...
1: I know you don't share incorrect information, Creative but I am going to Google it when we get off this show, when we get off this recording to fact check because I just, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get that there's a thing, a single thing called allspice. It's nuts, isn't it, it? It's actually that probably literally me.
0: nuts because spices are kind of nuts, aren't they? That might be incorrect. That was probably an incorrect fact. But yeah. no, allspice is actually just allspice, like cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice. It's not all the spice. So, yeah, tell everyone that. A funny fact today at your water cooler or virtual water cooler because it's a very cool fact. Uh, So in this episode, uh, I've got a couple of questions that I'm going to ask both of us and we're just going to have a fun chat and a catch up with Kel. So the first question is, what are you reading at the moment?
1: So I'm reading a book called Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And I don't know if you've read Daisy Jones and the Six. I've heard
0: about both of those books.
1: Yes well Daisy Jones and the Six was a book a big book last year and that was not one where everyone was reading it so I'm not going to but then I just did because <laughs> I, I said you've got to stop doing this Kelly just read things that other people like because you <laughs> might like it too um, and it was really good it was again from a writer point of view I was like how is she doing this because it was it was one of those ones where it's the same story but it's told from all different all the different characters viewpoints so you're kind of getting to see what all the different characters are thinking about the same, you know, same kind of incidents and how things plan, um pan out over time and it was so fascinating so anyway um i partly bought malibu rising because it was the author of daisy jones and six and partly because the cover is really pretty um, and i will say <laughs> i'm not it's okay i'm not loving you know, love, love, loving it right now. Um, But that might be because it's still early and I don't know the characters well enough and what I do know of them, I'm not sure I like them very much yet. So, so yeah, but I'm assuming I will start liking at least one of them soon because otherwise it's going to end up being like Sally Rooney's Normal People, which I never finished because at some point I just went like, ah, these characters, I just don't like them and I'm not
0: persisting with this book.
1: Did you read that book?
0: I did. And we are absolute twins. I felt the exact same way about it. I I read it. Everyone was just like losing it over this book. And I was like, I I don't really get it. I think it was written really beautifully. And I was, I I love the way she writes and her language. It was fantastic. But I, yeah, I I also really didn't, I don't know. I, a lot, so many people disagree with what I felt about that book. And one of them was the main female character whose name I've totally forgotten. Hmm. I felt like a lot of women that I know that read it, that had a relationship with a guy like that in high school and kind of had weird delusions about what that relationship was about. It kind of undid a lot of healthy work that they'd done to get Mm. over. I just felt like he treated her really terribly. And it kind of just, you know, perpetuated that narrative of men treating women like garbage and women being like, oh, but he loves me. I don't know. And I know a lot of people disagree with me about that, but I just felt that it, yeah, there was a, there was an unhealthy narrative in there that seemed to be ignored by a lot of people that were talking about the book, but yeah, that was my opinion on the book. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I didn't get to finish it enough to develop that opinion of it. I just went, I don't like either of these people and I can't see this getting any better. And I'm not, I think also because I read conversations with friends and I persisted all the way to the end because I was like, everyone's raving about this. What am I missing? There must be some mega payoff at the end of this book. And there was no payoff. And I was like, okay.
0: So disappointing.
1: Yeah, and I'm the same. I actually, yeah. I, I really yeah. need- So what are you reading right now?
0: I am reading a book called Jasper Jones and it's by Craig Sylvie. I read his book, Honeybee, a couple of months ago and I just thought it was beautiful and I really loved it and really enjoyed it. Uh, and my last two book club books were super average. So this one's been a really welcome break. Mm, um, but cute. yeah- if you want to read some shit hot books, grab a Craig Sylvie. He's got apparently his first one's called Rhubarb, and it's also really excellent. He's just really good at writing characters that you care about, and you yeah, know, yeah, so that's
1: what I like. I want to give a shit about the characters. I want to, you know, want to see some. Ca- I don't mind flawed characters. I just want to see something to hang on to in there, exactly. like you know, some development, some some redemption. And um, yeah, I'm making a note to self about Craig Sylvie because I, yeah, I've had a few bummer. Books in a row and I think one where I just, you know, where I'm just dying to get to bed so I can read. Um, I haven't had a book like that
0: in a while. His, so Craig Sylvie books aren't particularly cheerful, but they are hopeful. That's all right.
1: Yeah. So, yeah hopefully yeah. is good. No, as yeah. long as it's not super dark or super disturbing or people being horrible to each other. I don't like people being horrible to each other.
0: Maybe start with honey bee. <laughs> 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 Jasper Jones is a little bit murdery. Okay. Just throwing it out there. Uh, so that's what we're reading at the moment. What is one thing that's really annoying you, Kelly, that you would want to try to fix?
1: Oh, it's my sleep. And people, oh. again, who were listening, uh, you know, what is it a year ago when we finished stopped a year and a half ago, um, sleep was a problem. Then it still is a problem. So, um, people who are in the Facebook group will remember that I recently shared about this happy mammoth sleep mode powder that had solved all my sleep problems because a quick recap is um, I've, I've always been a bad sleeper but I've, I've really struggled to fall asleep on my own since Aunt died um, and I've needed, like I have a rotation of things like from antihistamines to anxiety tablets to sleeping tablets to, you know, just a rotation of things for the given situation on the given night. Um, and it's just been my dream to either fall asleep by myself which I've done I reckon three times in two and a half years or um, or just find something that I can rely on that's not druggy or antihistamine or anything like that. So anyway, I found this Happy Mammoth Sleep Powder and it actually works. such a treat and I couldn't believe it and it's all natural and all those things and nothing um, addictive in there or habit-forming. So I was so sto- stoked but what I found was um, that it seems to be slowing my gut down a little bit, which it really shouldn't mm. be as it is specifically formulated to not do that. It's, it's specifically formulated. Um, they do a lot of gut health stuff. So it's formulated to not affect your gut in any way, but for whatever reason it is affecting mine. Which is so <laughs> depressing. Bloody so, way,
0: mate.
1: I know. So I've just like added it into the rotation now rather than, Having it every because it's this really nice drink that you can have with kind of warm milk, so it's like this perfect and it's a little bit sweet, oh. but it is, it just ticked up And it was just like this beautiful little nighttime ritual that I had that I was Sounds like, for ceremonies, making it was really lovely. Like, um, and then yeah, I've tried all the teas, I've tried the melatonin, I've tried like lots of people have made suggestions. I've like, I've tried all those things, they don't work for me, but this worked so. So well. Um, and yeah, and I'd be saying, so, you know, so say so the kids every night, I'm having my drink now, and then we'll brush our teeth and then we'll go to bed. And um, yeah, now I'm back to, you know, doing things on rotation. So yeah, so that's depressing. But, you know, for other people out there who are having trouble with sleep, this might be really useful for you. Um, but yes,
0: Carl's. What how, is how do you the- know, like, what to rotate? Like you said, if you have, like, depending on what's happening, like, what would be an example that would make you take an antihistamine over something else?
1: The antihist- so antihistamine being like kind of the lowest level druggy thing um, yeah. would be my first stop um, go-to. And that's usually just, oh, I, yeah, it depends on how revved up I am at bedtime. So if, if, if my mind is just turning, um, I know that an antihistamine plus me reading myself to sleep is not going to do the job. So I might have to have. Yeah, my anxiety tablet, which is a, a not everyday thing. It's a every so often thing. Um, yeah. Uh, and then there's different, for, w- weirdly, the, the kids' medication, Petermin, um, oh. which is an antihistamine and a decongestant. And I was like, I feel like a bit dodgy. <laughs> I suspect doctors are kind of listening to this or nurses going, oh, my God, what are you doing? But this is all checked with my doctor. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and then and then there's, you know, just your bog standards sleeping tablets, some of which work and some of which don't. Mm. So I just have the ones that work now that's taken me a couple of years. But, yeah, the, it's frustrating for me that melatonin doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. Um, mm. My major problem is falling asleep. Once I'm asleep, I'm pretty good. Um, but, yes, yeah, so the melatonin doesn't help me fall asleep. And then when I actually finally do sleep, I sleep really poorly on it. So, Yeah, it works well for lots of people and the the teas work well for lots of people. But for whatever reason, those things don't work for me. But, yeah, this this sleep mode happy mammoth powder just works so beautifully. I couldn't believe that it did. I went in with zero expectations of it at all. And whatever that formulation is, like I just read as normal and, yeah, within half an hour, which is, you know, unheard of for me. I'll be drooping off to sleep, so then I'll put my book down, and then I'll be I'll, I'll fall asleep. So,
0: yeah,
1: it's depressing. I might just have to really double down on making my gut work really, really well and try it again Mm, every night. But um,
0: Not surprisingly, my thing I want to fix is exactly the same. (laughs) Mine's a little bit more (laughs) self-inflicted than that. So we're just going to bed too late. So we're in just such a shocking habit at the moment. We're watching Homeland and it's just really, really good and it is not appropriate to watch with your children, Kelly.
1: I know. I've heard (laughs) Homeland's really good and I've pegged it as something I could watch, but as not with the kids, like they would have been off in another Room or something.
0: There's also like ten seasons of it. It goes on forever. Oh. Yeah, so we're That's- we're watching it after the wee ones in bed, but we're just staying up until eleven watching it, and we're trying to start winding down at nine thirty. But everything's mm. just such a freaking garbage fire at the moment. We're trying not to be too stressed about it. Like we're just like everyone's just a bit run down and crap. So we're we're not too worried. But yeah, just if I try to go to bed any earlier than that, I can't fall asleep. So it seems kind of pointless anyway.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. It's it's takes it's so hard to shift your go to sleep time to earlier, it takes quite a while to make that happen. And and yeah, when everything else is, and also with Ben, is Ben still working the same weird hours that he's no, always worked?
0: No, He's actually adjusted um, quite a bit just because I think he just gets tireder because, you know, Harriet's up in the morning and so he kind of has to get up. And then, so he's a bit quieter, but a weird hangover from that actually is that I've had to start sleeping with earplugs in because I used to go to sleep completely on my own. And then he would join me a couple of hours yeah. later and I can't fall asleep listening to him breathe because I'm not <laughs> used to it. So ever since we had the kid, I was sleep with earplugs in. So he's the one that has to deal with her when she wakes up in the night because- I can't, I'm not, I'm not listening. I'm not there. I'm like, bye, this is you two now. See ya. So yeah, weird, weird little, yeah. yeah, weird little thing. So next question, who do you think is the best movie villain?
1: Yeah, this one's easy for me. Um, Anne Wilkes from Misery. Um, so she's the psycho who kind of locks up an author in her house and tries to get him to write book uh, you know, a book in a certain way and then just him when he doesn't and he's just trying to escape her and it's yeah have you do you know are you familiar with oh it's so familiar I'm so
0: mad because when I asked this question I answered first and then Kelly answered (laughs) that and I was like you just beat me you just beat me me at my own question no it's so good it actually popped up on tv the other day and if anyone has never seen the movie Misery it's got Kathy Bates in it and she plays Anne and it is unbelievable I actually like Ben and I were just watching it and just thinking like this is a perfect film it's perfection
1: yeah I can't see her without thinking of that movie and just getting the shivers because mm. like and, and the reason you know the, the reason she's particularly scary other than the fact she's locking authors up in her house and <laughs> torturing them um is that is she's psychopathic but has no awareness that she is mm. and people like that they just say scare the crap out of me and and I will just say I don't actually know any of those people in real life (laughs) I'm just saying they just in a movie sense they scare the crap out of me because I'm like oh my god what would I you know if you ever face this kind of person what do you do because you can't reason with them because they have no idea that they are unreasonable so yes anyway
0: she she's my, my best movie villain Well, I picked a woman as well. I picked the Grand High Witch (laughs) from The Witches and she's just like, there's just nothing redeeming about her at all because that we watched The New Witches recently, um, not with Harriet, obviously, because she's just way (laughs) too little. Um, But yeah, it was actually really good. I thought the remake was quite good. But yeah, and I really quite liked Dan Hathaway in it, which Mm -hmm. was... I've not seen it, so I cannot comment, but... Yeah, it was, it it was actually really quite solid. All right, next question. What's your favourite thing to cook slash eat? I included slash eat because I <laughs> think that Kelly does not like cooking.
1: You know me so well because yeah, if you asked me <laughs> what I like cooking, I would have like went, Carly, I feel. Um, nothing. I like cooking nothing. None of it. <laughs> What do I like to eat? There is a cafe on the beach near where I live and they do this grilled salmon. I'm sure I've spoken about this before. Um, I believe I you it, have.
0: You were looking yeah. for the mayo.
1: Yeah. So they do this grilled salmon steak with brown rice and steamed kale um, and this awesome wasabi mayo type dressing, which if I just could only eat something, if I had to eat one thing every day for the rest of my life, I feel like that meal Covers all the bases. There's a bit of veg. There's a bit of protein. There's a bit of um, brown rice with the carbs. There's a bit of healthy healthy mayo. I don't. I doubt it's healthy. Um, (laughs) But it's the mayo makes it tasty. Makes it takes it from like boring and bland to like amazing. Um, And I love it. And yeah, as I said, don't ask me what I love to cook because that thing doesn't exist and i'm a totally joyless cook um (laughs) if you come here for dinner i will probably buy dinner to make it palatable
0: but i just like the way you own it
1: yeah i just yeah poor alex um alex stewart who's low tox life um she comes here and it's it just just stresses her how much i hate it um and she comes in my kitchen and she bustles and she cooks and makes amazing things and she shows me how easy it is and how easy to to get the kids involved and if the kids are involved then they'll buy into it and eat more good stuff and i'm like i so get it and i so fully endorse this approach <laughs> but i am incapable of executing it and i just have to live with that as myself so yes um so yeah anyone else out, out there like
0: that just own it too so carl what are you cooking I am doing lots of comfort food at the moment. So I rediscovered curried sausages and it's something that my kid is eating really well. So I've been making curried sausages (laughs) like I'm a mum in the 1980s. It's fantastic. And I also, funny that you mentioned Alex, I made her wet chai this week. So she published a recipe on how to make your own sticky chai. Um yeah. and I made it and it was wonderful. I linked to it in my newsletter this week. Yes. So I used monk fruit as a sweetener so it's not too sugary. Um yeah, we're just kind of steaming it with some almond milk and it's just a nice little afternoon warm thing. And you know, we're doing lots of soups as well, although yeah. the kid just likes to splatter it everywhere. So I don't know why I keep doing that to myself, but you know, I don't know, trying to get my kid to eat different things. Who knows why we do this. Yeah. Do I'll you have a parenting Do you have any amazing podcast recommendations or music?
1: Um, I do have a good podcast recommendation. So Ash Barty, as everyone knows, won Wimbledon recently. And the day after she won, I came across a clip um, on Facebook where it was, I think it was from the ABC from the drum and it was shared, like they had obviously interviewed her mindset coach. And so it was sharing, um, his thought just just general thoughts on how he works with ash and the things that he works where they're with and the mindsets he works with her with and i had to share it because i was like everything he had to say about self-belief and separating who you are as an athlete from who you are as a person um and just a whole bunch of stuff everything he said was awesome i was just scribbling notes. i actually sent it off to be transcribed because i was like no i just need this in writing so i can highlight it um But as a consequence of sharing it on Facebook, lots of people recommended the interview Richard Feidler did on his Conversations podcast with him. Um, And it was awesome. So, yes, I think it's the July 1 episode on the Conversations podcast. So, yes, look it up.
0: You will not regret it. That sounds awesome. It never occurred to me that professional sports people have mindset coaches, but it makes so much sense because that's a lot of pressure.
1: Yeah. And, and, and sport is all mindset. Like sport yeah. is 80% upstairs and 20% performance. So yeah, he was, everything he said, I was just like, oh my God, that's awesome. Oh my God, that's awesome. Oh my God, I've got to tell uh, Jaden's basketball teammates this, you know, just, yeah, yeah, and he said it really well. So look it up.
0: My podcast recommendation is Maintenance Phase. I've mentioned it a few times, like on Instagram and in my newsletter. It's just so great. It's about the diet industry and debunking, you know, diets, diet myths. Um, and it is hosted by a woman called Aubrey, whose surname I cannot remember. Uh, but she's a self-identifying fat person and does just all this incredible stuff around um, anti-fat bias. And and she's just incredible. I love her. She's my new Beyonce. I have <laughs> also recently recently been introducing Harriet to musical theatre and she's really liking Little Shop of Horrors. So not quite <laughs> sure how I'm feeling about that, but let's just go with it. Why not?
1: <laughs> oh, I love that you're introducing Harriet to musical theatre. That's so cool. I'm just, um, I need you to send me a picture of her because
0: obviously oh, you don't,
1: because I don't think you, you don't post pictures of her on.
0: on no, online. no, I don't. No, it wasn't I really knew, conscious. So. It's kind of just more not showing her face. Than anything, and it's yeah, it it just kind of. I didn't really plan on it; it just sort of happened organically. Just like when she became a bit more like of a person and more kind of recognizable. I don't know, like like this is with absolutely no judgment to anyone else, but my personal feeling is is that I started feeling uncomfortable that I knew what other people's children looked like before I met them.
1: Yes, well, people have said that's disturbing to them when they say like they're out and about and they. They see your, they recognize your child before yeah. they see you and they go, Oh, you're, I, I recognize you. And then, yeah. So, no,
0: yeah, they well,
1: also all of which say, I need you to send me a photo of how you can, <laughs> I just can only, I just need to be able to, because I can only picture her as uh, like a toddler um, or as a little baby toddler. And I really want to see, I reckon she's a real little miss now. And I want to see. Oh, it,
0: she's so. an absolute miss. I'll send you a couple of videos. She actually just looks like a tiny little me, but with straight blonde hair. Oh. It's very awesome. funny. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> is there anything that you need to buy soon? What is it? And how did you come to the decision to buy it?
1: I'm going to cheat a little bit on this one because it's, I don't, because I couldn't think of anything we need to buy soon. Um, but we did just recently have to buy a new fridge, which is, um, pardon the dogs barking in the background. <laughs> I had the choice between leaving them in a room and they would then scratch dramatically at my door to be let in or just, taking the um taking the chance that they would buy um we just had to buy a new fridge because the old fridge which was I guess 10 years old so I don't know how long fridges are meant to last I guess 10 years is okay but it had started leaking and then I was told the price to stop it leaking would be like getting a new fridge so just get a new fridge um and I had no idea how to decide what a good fridge was other than I know I don't like white fridges um okay yeah, I don't know what I have against white fridges, especially considering that my kitchen is white. It's a white <laughs> cabinetry. <tree. laughs> but I just have something against white fridges randomly, um, even though – and both kids are like, what's wrong with you? We love white fridges. And I'm like, well, I don't, so we're not getting one. Um, and um, they both wanted a kind of fridge that makes ice, but I didn't have the ability to kind of put in plumbing retrospectively so that we could have a, an ice-making fridge. So – um. So it's amazing how quickly that narrowed the choices for us, especially, and I just went like to the good guys and I went, whatever is here that fits within the parameters of not white, can make water, but not ice without plumbing. um, And, you know, fits in the space that we have in the kitchen. And then, yeah, that narrowed it down to about five or six fridges, And then I just went, I like that one, the look of that one that'll do <laughs> oh and it's in the right price range I'm like I'm not buying I'm not spending four thousand dollars on a fridge um yeah and we had a Haya brand fridge before and interestingly that's the one we end up with again and that wasn't even intentional so yeah that's how I make big decisions in this house um <laughs> I narrow the parameters as much as I can and then I just go um, we're going in and we're going to make the decision now I don't agonize over these things so yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I look that that's how I would approach it as well. But you know, Ben is Ben and we our, our thing that we just bought was um our first grown-ups couch. Um, and by a grown-up's couch, I mean one that you didn't buy from Ikea. So yeah. this one is from King Furniture. And honestly, we don't even live near a city that has a King Furniture. They're, they're kind of like there's one in Canberra and one in Melbourne. So every time we've gone to Canberra, we've gone into King. I think we've been in there seven times, like in the last couple of months. Like this was a project that started two years ago. Oh and God. we researched and researched. <laughs> and, yeah, and I so- will say a couch is a really big and important decision, much more than a it- it is. I agree because you and I think you spend more time on a couch than you realize. Yes. I you spend more time on a couch than you do in your bed. And so yeah. So we were we were very, very serious about it. And it's got like I honestly don't ask me what we ended up with because I wasn't I paying like attention. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got bored <laughs> halfway through it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but also look, I got bored of, of talking about it. I was like, just <laughs> Just let me my account. I don't want to talk about it anymore. So it's on on order. And if anyone has ever bought a couch, you buy a couch, and then six months later you actually get it. Oh, I know. That's the worst. It's
1: It's
0: just so annoying. Um, So, yeah, so that was our big our big purchase. And the reason why, and I think it's really important to tell people the reason why we went with King. They're, they're expensive, but the reason why we went, them, went with them is because they have the same module style sofa that they've been selling for years. And you can buy, you can get them recovered and you can buy extra modules and things. So this is kind of like a forever couch.
1: Oh, I love that. I, I love a forever couch. That, yeah. That's cool. And it's yeah. going to go with you wherever you go.
0: It will, exactly. <laughs> uh, next question, what is something that's bringing you a lot of joy at the moment?
1: Um, well, so Mia started playing basketball this year after playing netball last year. And, like, nothing against netball, but uh, not, not Mia's sport because she's, like, this big gangly giraffe. Um, she's built so for good. basketball. She's a homestead built for basketball because at least she can just run up and down the court and not even touch the ball and it doesn't matter because she's running up and down the court. Whereas netball, like, you know, there's you just long stand periods. There. Where, yeah, where you might be in a third, the ball doesn't go anywhere near you for the whole quarter and you're just standing there yeah. the
0: whole time. And when you're tall playing netball, it sucks.
1: Yeah, well, also because she just, she's not fully in control of her limbs, so everything is standardised. aside stand aside stand, she just yeah. spends the whole netball life being told to stand aside and never and get getting the ball so anyways um the cool thing about her starting basketball because I think she was a bit anti it purely because you know Jaden plays it it's she's like, I just, thing. yeah I want I want to have my own thing but um and also she's never ever tried anything new without her bestie also doing it um so it, it kind of got happened in a bit of a by the by kind of way. Like a, a team just quickly needs someone to fill in. And I was like, look, well, Mia's as tall as those girls. She's heaps younger than, but she's as tall as them. She can sit on the bench. She can throw her on. She's not going to do anything great, but she's not going to do anything terrible either. Um, so it kind of just started out like that. And, um, and she just really loved it. And, and so it's a joy for me. It gives me joy because she was willing to have a crack um, at something she's not done before. Her bestie wasn't doing it. She didn't know anybody there but she was nervous but she did it anyway and now she's loving it so much. Um, she's making new friends and effectively expanding her world because, you know, it really was like her poor little bestie is like is her bestie and there's like nobody's daylight to anybody else, um, <laughs> which I feel there's a lot of pressure on. It even is. though her bestie is totally up for it um, and her family is so wonderful uh, and really treats Mia like their own, but yeah, I was thinking it's nice for you, Mia to ex- yeah expand her friendship group and um and have different interests. So yes, yeah, so that's been giving me a lot of joy.
0: <laughs> My thing that's bringing me joy is that Harriet is having trouble saying SP, so like it comes out as FW. So if she says so instead oh. of saying spot, she says what? Um, we're not worried. She's only two. It's yeah. just a, a weird little way that she's saying things. But the other day she said fwackle instead of <laughs> sparkle. And I swear I laughed for like 45 minutes. It was so adorable. Oh, oh so do you know cute. what?
1: You were honestly, you, it's so cute. And you, it almost breaks your heart when they, you know, they have to stop, you know, start speaking, I guess, properly at yeah. some stage. But like, it's so cute. And you just don't want them to. I, I know. think the kids, the kids used to call, um, uh, yogurt or Jaden used to call yogurt gigot because they couldn't say yogurt and I was like oh I don't want to get to the day where you call yogurt yogurt because you gig- gig- is so much cuter but yeah
0: you have to
1: you, you do, have, to let, you have to let go
0: we've we've still got crocodile instead of crocodile oh. which is just so adorable and I'm like she's gonna say crocodile one day and I'm gonna cry
1: uh, yeah you're gonna be like this is disappointing so disappointing my child is speaking properly <laughs>
0: Um, Just for fun, who would play Kelly in a movie and who would play Carly in a movie but plot twist, you pick mine and I pick yours?
1: This is so easy for me because (laughs) it has to be Nicole Byer Byer, from (laughs) that baking show Nailed It um i have just always like i can't watch that show without going because carly i I feel like it's being hosted by carly and i just it gives me so much joy because i feel like i'm like oh carly on tv because so nicole has she has curly hair she is hilarious but the main thing is that she talks with her whole body and she just has this presence and i'm like look you know so she's a comedian she's not an actor but I just can't think of anybody else who would be allowed
0: to play you in a movie so just putting that out there <laughs> I love that one I actually struggled because I invented this question and I was like oh god now I have to think of one but I was thinking Claudia Carvin and she's Australian as well
1: yeah I don't hate that I don't hate. Claudia yeah I just Carvin reckon she could do a very
0: movie. yeah I think she could yeah. do a very honest portrayal of Kelly
1: I like that I like that a lot because yeah because the only time I ever get I could get um was it Nat from Sunrise a lot Uh, oh Nat
0: from Sunrise yeah I get okay
1: I get that a lot and I'm like well look I don't see it but yeah I'll take it and the very funny thing is whenever I go to Sydney you know when you just feel like you're getting treated really well like by people (laughs) at cafes or people at restaurants and you feel like either (laughs) Like everyone in Sydney, like the services levels famous. are just amazing over here. Or like but these people. But it fe- it feels like they're treating me like they think I'm someone. Um, and it's always weird to me and I'm always pondering to myself, who do they think I am? Because they're <laughs> definitely treating me like they think I'm someone. And they're probably thinking whoever that someone is, they're probably thinking she's so unaffected and doesn't even act like she's famous. <laughs> and i'm like it's just whoever, so whoever, yeah, whoever this famous person that people think i am i'm doing you a solid because i think you're really down to earth and don't even don't act with airs and graces um yeah you wouldn't yeah, even know.
0: know it's claudia Carvin. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> 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 but yeah no i yeah that I, I i always wonder and yeah that the closest people have been able because i've asked sydney people who do Sydney people think I am And um, <laughs> to give me this amazing service that I get everywhere I go. And they, the best they can come up is, is from somewhere. So um, yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> so I know we already went over this, but what is the best thing that you've watched recently?
1: Yeah. So obviously, so obviously Ted Lasso, um, also Superstore. Have you watched Superstore?
0: <gasps> I just mentioned that in my um, email today, I was looking for something light and fun to watch and I found it and I was like, well, this is adorable. Okay, we well, clearly I haven't gotten to your email today yet. But, yes, yeah, Superstore
1: is, because just, just so you know, I do read it every single week. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's good, isn't it? It's just exactly that. It's adorable. It's easy. It is almost Brooklyn 99 funny, almost. Yeah. Um, and it's, yes, yeah, so it's super cute. It's such an easy watch. Um, Jade and I loved it. So we... Had watched Ted Lasso, we have watched Brooklyn Nine Nines way, way too many times. We've watched Superstore, so then we were going, What's next? Got to find something. Anyway, we trolled through everything through Netflix, through Stan, through and then we were going through Disney Plus because um, I don't even know how I have access to Disney Plus. I think I must have my parents log in at my house or something. <laughs> um, so, Disney Plus, but anyway, so we found this Disney basketball show called Big Shot disturbingly um it stars John Stamos who I find it weird because he he looks old but his hair is dark in this show instead of being that there's no salt and pepper gray there's no gray like so he's got this old face with this dark hair and I just can't stop looking at that but anyway (laughs) um It, it stars John Stamos. He goes from being like this big time college basketball coach. Um, he does something bad, so then he ends up having to coach the high school girls' team, yada yada. And like, so I will say that it's kind of along the lines of Ted Lasso, but with it would be what Ted Lasso would be with slightly less better writing, slightly less better casting, and slightly less better acting, which is <laughs> to say, well, man's Ted still- Lasso. Yeah, I didn't want to say poor man. Said lasso, but since you said it, that is what it is. Um, <laughs> but it, but having said that, it, it's thoroughly watchable, um, and we're really really liking it. So um, yeah, beyond um, the, the the kind of dissonance of John Stamos, see yeah, his face just looks old, which is weird for guys, you
0: yeah, know,
1: old guy actors. But um, yeah, but anyway, yeah, that's that's what we're watching, and that's the best thing that we are watching right now.
0: My one that I watched recently is the Bo Burnham special on Netflix. And I absolutely loved it. It was another one of those things that everyone was talking about. And I was like, man, I'm not going to watch it because, you know, I'm not mainstream like that. Um, but it was it, it was just so good. And I did feel personally victimized by the song White Woman's Instagram. <laughs> I think I ticked off about 90% oh, okay. of the items on that list, including <laughs> Tiny Pumpkins. Um, it's just a bit of a warning, though. It is very funny, but I also found it quite triggering. So make sure you're in an okay place when you watch it. So I watched it when we weren't in lockdown, which was a couple of weeks ago. And so it kind of felt um, very retrospective. I wouldn't recommend watching it in lockdown. It's, it's kind of triggering and very mental health issue. So just a little bit of a trigger warning on it. It is hysterical though. So yeah, definitely, definitely watch it. What is your health and fitness routine like at the moment, Kel?
1: Oh, so this in Perth has been, and I don't want to complain about rain because the farmers need the rain. But it feels like this has been, oh, it actually has been the wettest July and what we're only two-thirds of the way through it. It's been the wettest July in my like, ever. So it's just been this horrible rainy winter. So I have been mostly in the garage, rowing, cycling and skipping. I would like to be getting out for a run more often and happily I got out for one this morning because the rain finally stopped for at least long enough for me to get out for a run. Um but, yeah, I have to admit, I have been a little bit lazy and I would rather take the dogs for a ten, 30-minute a walk rather than going for a 30-minute run at the moment. But I, the, the key thing is I make sure to do something for half an hour every single day. That's kind of like what I've got set up on my Apple Watch. And my Apple Watch harasses me if I don't <laughs> do it and I can't handle that because I'm an obliger. I'm uh, sorry, obliger, um, upholder and an obligatory upholder. And, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, 30 minutes a day and, and, and a walk is the minimum I will do. And if I can't get out for a walk, then, yeah, I'm in the garage doing something in there begrudgingly for 30 minutes. Um, but from an eating point of view, uh, I am really struggling to eat veggies and salad <laughs> at the moment, which is, and this has actually been going on for quite a while. I'm just a really into this mega rice and something phase. Um, that's probably why my gut's not super happy and why happy mammoth made it like then go doubly super unhappy. It's um, yeah. so probably not the happy mammoth stuff. It's probably just me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'd like to stop that. Like if this is heavy rice thing, which I just can't get enough rice and something um, and eat more fruit and veg. But yeah, um, yes, we'll get there. What about you?
0: Yeah, look, I'm exactly the same. I'm in no brainer mode at the moment. Our gyms are all closed again, which sucks. And so Mm. I'm walking every lunchtime and eating the same way I always do. Same old, same old. I've been really stuck on my walking though, because where we live, it goes like my, um, my, I was just about to give out my address, but I can't. it's um very telling what um our our little town looks like so it's um got Scotland in the title so it's and that that just tells you everything it's very rainy and like misty moors and it's beautiful but like just so cold and so yeah. hard to go for for walks when it's just you know misty and, and and rainy and horrible um but yeah just i'm deeply into sardines at the moment so <laughs> i know that sounds really weird but i swear Where they're making my fingernails stronger. That is a test grip of one and completely unsubstantiated. But honestly, I've struggled with soft fingernails. Like they used to, like, I have tried to quit biting my fingernails for my entire life. And since I started eating sardines, I can't bite my fingernails anymore because I would just crack a tooth.
1: So weird. It's very
0: (laughs) weird. And I, I think that's it. Like it has to be. It's one of the few changes I've made in the last couple of months. So, that has to be it. Um, what is your guilty pleasure at the moment, Kel?
1: Oh, I'm so ashamed to admit my guilty pleasure. I guess that's the point of it being a guilty pleasure. But um, letting the kids go on their iPads half an hour early in the afternoon
0: Gee, dream, dream big, Kel. You're out of control. <laughs>
1: no so like the kids get home so the the greatest thing maybe the guilty pleasure is that i don't walk the kids to and from school anymore because that has been a game changer for me so they walk themselves to and from school so they come home about 10 past three in the afternoon uh they do a little bit of a debrief with me when they get home and then i'm working so um they go and sort themselves out for afternoon tea etc and then they're not and they both know they're not allowed on their ipads until five thirty p.m um but sometimes Mia, when she's not on her iPad, is just very, very busy um, and, probably, and sometimes needs a little bit too much from me when I'm trying to work. So sometimes i ask her if she wants to go on her iPad a bit earlier <laughs> just to give myself some, just to give me, because, yeah, also the other thing is when your kids go to school, like at three o'clock in the afternoon is usually where you just hit your stride in your working day um, if you work from home. So I find like kind of just as I get home is when I've kind of just hit my stride for the day. So yeah, so it's my guilty pleasure. Sometimes I'm like, yeah,
0: mine's actually really similar. We've been letting Harriet watch TV in the morning, which we don't usually do, but sometimes if we just like pop the TV on, we can just like not have to engage with her for 15 more minutes while we wake up so we've got to really really
1: that sounds terrible but it's just it's just a reality of parenting that sometimes you have tons of energy to give your kids and Mm. sometimes sometimes you just need that little bit of mental downtime and especially in lockdown mode when you just you're just freaking exhausted all the time so yes like you can have that one carl very
0: (laughs) similar guilty pleasures from us this week what is something that has kicked your ass this week
1: um this week I have that just at the moment so I kind of said to someone the other day that in general it takes a lot and sorry I'm going to we we're going to finish on a kicked ass. Yeah, that's all right. So we can yeah, we'll, we'll
0: finish on a. Okay, cool. We got told. Yes, we, we got fixed, served over that fixed years that ago. Years
1: ago, yes, yeah, that's right. I was just like, just check if we're finishing on a high note. Okay, I can take it low for a second. So I said someone the other day that it takes a lot of energy to show up for life every single day. Like when you're grieving, um, and and different phases in there, you will have more energy than in other phases and right now i'm in a phase where i'm really struggling to find the energy to show up every single day for life and you know i'm doing all the things that you are meant to like you know exercise eating well blah 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 all that stuff but sometimes you know you just you just don't have it so anyway and i would admit the last few months have been a bit crazy with um mm-hmm various things that have been massive energy sucks so I'm hoping with those things taken and I'll probably talk about them I like kicked ass I'm hoping with those things taken care of that more energy in general might be in the horizon for me so
0: yeah I, I remember when aunt first died we were talking about that metaphor of um, the box with the ball in it that describes grief mm. and when you first when, when your, your loved one first passes away, the ball is really big inside the box and it touches the areas. Um, and yeah. so you're constantly feeling it all the time. It's kind of just a metaphor for how grief never disappears, but the ball yeah. gets smaller and it touches. So every time the ball touches. it's the not triggery.
1: Of- There's like a little trigger in the box and the boxes and the ball isn't hitting that little trigger in the box
0: as often. Exactly. Yeah. It, do you, have you found that that's true now that you're two and a half years in?
1: Yeah, definitely I definitely go through periods where I'm quite okay and I um, but I don't know whether I go through periods whether I'm just like kind of put it put, made things very numb and just go look I just can't deal with being sad all the time yeah so like I'm just, you just gonna get tired that. of it rather than yeah be better at you get it. tired of yourself and you get tired of the sadness and you go I just can't be like that I need a break from being sad so I kind of just shut it down um, so I don't know whether I've just gotten whether I'm actually just shutting it down and then eventually you can't shut it down anymore. And, you know, it comes out again or whether, you know, it's just more, I I don't know. And, and that's the honest truth. Yeah. I, you know, and I've been seeing a psych and all of that and um, yeah, I don't have the answers, which is frustrating. And they don't have the answers, which is frustrating. Um, You just have to, and then you can get really overthinkery, which, you know, I can. So That's not like you kel. No. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. So but the yeah. So I my main analogy that I use is just is the backpack analogy that some days um the backpack is really, really heavy, and other days, you know, you're carrying it around all the time. Some days it's really, really heavy. Some days it's lighter. It's always there. Um, and if you do things that give you energy like sleep well and exercise and have good support networks and all of those things. Um, it it feels lighter because you've got more energy. And sometimes life gets really heavy. So the backpack gets really heavy. So that's kind of the best analogy I use. Anyway.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Mine mine's really <laughs> similar, but in like a, obviously obviously very different way. Just life in general. I just feel like everyone's really low energy and it happens and I'm just kind of leaning into it and doing the bare minimum. And I think particularly this week that we're recording, it's been a really tough week for a lot of Australians, but, you know, we'll get there eventually. And, you know, we don't need to, you know, talk that much about the pandemic and lockdowns and stuff because literally everyone else is. So That's it. we're
1: all in it in various ways and we're all riding different roller coasters in that, you know, we think we've got it. Nope, we don't. And, and then, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's just been a shitty time for everyone. So I think yeah. everyone's in that space. On that note, what is something that you've kicked ass at? Yeah. So to finish on a brighter note, I will say um, there has been a lot going on in these last few months of my life, which has contributed to the yeah you know, the the general fatigue. But and they they're what I call open loops. Like we all have open loops in our life, um, but these have been like big open loops. Um, and there are things that are happening that just require your fairly constant attention to bring about a resolution or bring about an end to something. Um, so two of three really major open loops that have kind of been, you know, since Ant died basically um, <clears throat> and have been con- particularly consuming my attention this year are now closed. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, and it really is amazing it just has freed up a lot of headspace and a lot of energy for me um and i'm really really hopeful the final loop might close by the end of the year and um yeah once that's taken care of I, i will have that bit of more room to breathe but um but in the meantime i will take that kicked ass of of having two of those three open loops that's a nice feeling
0: yeah that's awesome Um, mine is that I have been trying really hard to only be on social media on Wednesdays and it's working and it's been really, really good for my Mm -hmm. mental health. So I have Facebook, Instagram, and all browsers deleted from my phone most of the time. So any day that's not Wednesday, they're generally not on there. I'll Mm -hmm. kind of check Facebook in the morning before work, but look, not really a lot happens on Facebook for me anymore. Um, I've been a little bit slack in the last two weeks because we've been in lockdown and, you know, I, I need to kind of check the numbers and all that kind of stuff. But under normal circumstances, I'm really strict and it's serving me really, really well. And I can highly recommend it because, you know, you just go on one day and you, do all the things you need to do, and then you get off and go and live your life. It's great. I like yeah. it. Nice. Really good. <laughs> anyway, that wraps up the episode. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Kel, and having a chat. And I know that you're still in the group and you chat in there every now and then, but the listeners have been asking for a episode with you and it's been so lovely having you Aww. on the show. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me,
0: Carl's, and hi
1: to everyone. and Bye. <laughs>
0: And that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs. You can find me on Instagram at VeryExcellentHabits and you can also email me contact at carlyjacobs.com. You can also record a question for me to answer on the show at speakpipe.com forward slash very excellent habits. Also, don't forget to leave a review. You can leave a review on any of your podcast apps. You just need to go to the show page for very excellent habits, not the episode page. Scroll to the bottom and leave a review until next time. Remember little habits, big life.